0: parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. All of us here at the For the Sake of the Child podcast would like to thank Nellis Area Spouses Club for sponsoring today's podcast. We appreciate your generous support that allows us to not only share information and resources in this podcast, but also build connection through shared stories and experiences, providing military families and professionals tools to provide a convoy of support to military-connected children. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of military children.
1: Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. My name is Susan Sellers. I'm a spouse of an active duty service member, parent of three military kids, master parent to parent educator, and now a podcast host at the Military Child Education Coalition. Today we're going to talk to Military Family Advisory Network on their recent survey results concerning military-connected families, as well as some of the resource options they're developing. Joining me today is the Executive Director, Shannon Razodon, and the Research Director, Shelley Kimball. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having us. Thanks, we're glad to be here.
1: Please tell us, will you go ahead and tell us some more about your work with military families and how you became involved with the MSEC?
2: Sure, absolutely. So we are a five-year-old 501c3 nonprofit, and what we do is we convene leaders and influencers in the military family community for two primary reasons. One, to get a good handle on the challenges facing military families, and two, to make sure that military families are connected to the diverse set of resources that are available to them. So, to do this, what we, what we do is we convene an advisory board, which consists of about 12 active duty military spouses. They're stationed across the country. Their spouses range in rank from junior enlisted to mid-grade officers, and they have a really diverse set of experiences and backgrounds. And so we bring them together monthly for Google Hangouts and then quarterly for in-person meetings to really talk about what we're seeing and experiencing in the military family space. I'm a military spouse myself. My husband's active duty Navy. And uh, I have two young kids. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a one-year-old. And so this is something that I am personally invested in. And I really feel very privileged to uh, to lead this organization, to work with people like Shelly and then uh, work with organizations like MSEC, to really do everything that we can in a collaborative way to support the really widespread needs of military families and military kids in particular.
1: Wonderful. And Shelly, I see that you um, grew up as a military child yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to Military Family Advisory Network?
3: Absolutely. So my father was career in military, So I grew up um, overseas, you know, station to station with him, Um, excuse me, and then my brother was career army, and then um, I thought for sure I was done with military family life, but I met my husband and got married, and he uh, served in the Coast Guard and just recently retired after 28 years of service. So I can't remember a part of my life that wasn't part of the military family space. So that's one of the reasons why this is such a passion for me, is learning about our families, making sure that they have everything that they need to thrive, um, but then also finding those super resources like the things that you have. Um, I've attended your MSEC National Training Seminar previously, and I've relied on your resources, too, to help my own military kids through their educational transitions. One of the odd things with the Coast Guard is we don't often get all of the resources that the DOD families get, and so things that agencies like yours, or, like MFAN can provide, are especially useful and helpful for us. Um, and so, I came to uh, the Military Family Advisory Network as an advisor in the very beginning. So, I'm really, really um, invested in this organization. And I believe in what we do. And so, as, we moved, as I moved through in the organization, um, we used research at the, as the foundation of a lot of our decision making. So it was a great home for me in uh, my research passions and then applying that to military families.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for those kind words about MSEC, and you you mentioned the research that you've been conducting at the uh, Military Family Advisory Network, and one of your keystones there at your organization is the annual survey concerning military-connected families. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the purpose of this survey and who participated?
3: Absolutely. I love talking about this. So when we first began at the Military Family Advisory Network, we wanted to make sure that all the choices we made for families that they were grounded in research and in talking to families and making sure that we're on the right track. We just didn't want to guess. And so um, it's always been at the heart of what we do along with um, speaking with our advisors and relying on their expertise. And so our purpose um, every year is to understand the kinds of support programs that military families use and love, but then to also see if there's any, are there any gaps in coverage? And so um, we use that to, make some of our decisions about programs or to find those super programs other people have so that we can bring families to them um, i am super proud of who takes our survey that is probably my favorite question to answer um, because our demographics are almost in perfect alignment with the currently serving force and that's so important with the kind of research we do because it it is qualitative rather than quantitative meaning i let, ask a ton of open-ended questions our families can tell us all their experiences it takes a long time for me to sort through all of that and code it but it's incredibly valuable because i am getting that first person idea of what's happening um, under the roofs in our military families we get respondents from every state in the country internationally and our demographics on ranks and rates and services um, are really proportional um, with the currently serving numbers. But we I feel like our sweet spot is really the lower to mid enlisted um, rank area, which is also true of the the majority of the currently serving force. So when I look at those numbers, it makes me so proud that we're doing this work.
1: Well, it sounds like your survey definitely has touched on um, – a great scape of who really is part of our military. And like you mentioned, you know, a large portion is the lower to, to middle enlisted. And by tapping into that group as well as across the board, there's, it's a great indicator to see how our families are doing and what areas they may need support, as you mentioned, seeing what gaps there might be. So what were some of the biggest revelations that you found in the survey?
3: When it comes to military families and kids, um, we are uh, we often see a call for um, increased child care or frustrations in finding child care. That's something in every survey that comes up. It always bubbles up. Um, and so we know families struggle to find the care that works best for them, and that comes in a lot of iterations. So that could be hourly care, drop-in care, or care that's nearby. And it's a key to so much of what our military spouses want to achieve, whether that's getting a job in their new stations, continuing to work, to further their ev- education, or even just to take care of themselves, to go to medical appointments or wellness activities. And one of the um, newer aspects we saw in the survey, our most recent survey, was that families really appreciate the additional support that they're receiving in their kids' schools, whether that's before or after school care or that special thought and assistant staff and faculty give when a family member is deployed. It is so meaningful, so helpful, and a huge support for them. And if I had to say the number one thing that families of kids are looking for is more activities and youth programs in their area. So kind of to extend that idea.
1: Absolutely. I I think you brought out some really important revelations, whether it was childcare, or for our spouses being able to either find a job or to be, you know continue with their employment, especially with those licensing issues, and just even looking at taking care of themselves, some of those wellness wellness challenges that we know as parents, we don't always put ourselves first. Um, I love that that you mentioned that the families really appreciate the additional services that they're getting in the school. And I'm sure this can be anything from the student-to-student programs or being um, just being aware of what the life is like for our military-connected families. So if our listeners wanted to read the entire survey results, where could they find them?
3: uh, It's on our website at militaryfamilyadvisorynetwork.org. And then just look in the Our Voice tab at the top.
1: Okay, great. And I know that when we mentioned trying to find childcare is is a challenge for everybody, regardless of, of the size family, and moving also can just sort of compound that. And certainly as a family that's moved more times than I can count, also finding those necessary resources for our family can always be a challenge, especially when you're not familiar with the area. Could you share with our listeners, what are some of the programs that have been created at your organization to kind of help support these obstacles?
2: Sure everything that we do at the Military Family Advisory Network starts with research. So we take an opportunity to hear from our advisory board, and then we take a deep dive into their research through our annual surveys that we conduct and really identify where are the gaps, where are things that you know families need and what are opportunities for us to establish partnerships, or uh, when we do identify a true gap, really develop a program or a resource. So we we're consistently hearing that families were in need of a mechanism to find uh, resources in their local community and also to uh, anticipate uh, the moves that they might have and find resources in advance of the move. So we developed a user-generated resource locator map which is interactive and allows military families to input their zip code of where they currently are or where they're moving, and it pulls up resources that are in their community. And that might be things that are, you know, kid-friendly events. That might be uh, stroller warriors' chapters. That might be a local event uh, in their community. And it really just helps bridge um, the military family to the community where they are. We know that there are so many hyper-local resources, and it's difficult to know about those at a national level. So, we put some of the onus on military families to tell us about the resources and the organizations that they're involved with locally. We go in, we vet those resources, and then we upload them to MilMap. And that really allows us to create this hub of information that uh, families can use as they move and as they, um, you know, navigate this this life. We also uh, have a a wellness program that we launched earlier this year called Milieu which is a program that covers physical health mental health and healthy relationships there's a lot of great information there on parenting and we refer to the military child education coalition in some of your programs throughout that online um, program and it's really an aggregator of resources that gives people also an opportunity to talk about what they're learning and ask questions online So they have some direct access to subject matter experts through our online discussion board. And then they can really encourage other participants um, or ask questions and really build community online with the ultimate goal of bridging awareness to action and getting people out in the community and taking advantage of some of the resources locally and then also at the national level.
1: Well that sounds wonderful. I really like the aspect that you mentioned that the milieu almost sounds like it's interactive, that you mm-hmm. are engaged. It's not just something that you know you're reading, but you actually can share as well as receive information. And then having that opportunity to consolidate, you know, in one place on Mill Map to find the resources that you're looking for, plus the fact that you said, and that it's somewhat also um, sort of supported by its own community, that it almost is like a Yelp, you know, that that they're kind Mm -hmm. of saying, hey, these are great places here locally for our military families. And I think sometimes the biggest challenge is knowing, you know, where to start and where to look for these services and resources. And as a parent of two high schoolers, though, there's another resource on your site that I would love to share with our listeners and it's called the Congressional Award Program. Shannon, can you share what that program is and how it can be helpful to our military-connected kids?
2: Absolutely. So the Congressional Award is Congress's highest award for youth. It was established in the 1970s, and it's really an opportunity for kids to uh, or young adults to participate in a program that would allow them to demonstrate their commitment to their own personal growth and also their community. And so we learned about this program and really thought it would be a great opportunity for military youth, and that's primarily because it's something that people can bring with them as they move. So, what's often difficult for military kids is, as you move, you have to start over. You have to join that new soccer team. You need to make friends at your new school. Well, this is something they can do as they, as a PCS, um, even internationally. So, it's a great opportunity for them to uh, develop a mentor-mentee relationship with someone, and then also, you know, have something that they can recognize on a on a college application or a job application that says. You know, I completed or I participated in the congressional award. Sometimes it can be difficult for military kids to build those relationships with guidance, counselors, teachers. As they move, they don't have the same uh, longevity that maybe a non-military kid would have. And so this is something that helps differentiate them and also celebrates a lot of the hallmarks that are inherent in the military community. Um, a lot of military families and military kids are already volunteering. They're already getting out and you know doing things to better themselves and achieve personal development. So this really adds some structure and gives them something that they can work to uh, even you know, throughout this transient life.
1: Absolutely. Well, I I have to tell you, I love how this program can move with the Military Connected Child, which is a challenge, um, you know, being in the military or being part of the military that you're moving and finding those leadership opportunities, especially when you're um, attending multiple high schools. I think you guys have definitely created a way that these kids can showcase who they are and what they can do. So it's it's definitely something I'm going to look into personally uh, for my teenagers. So this podcast that we, we love so much is about telling stories. That I think that's what makes our podcast unique and stands out a little bit more. Do you have any final inspirational story or message, um, either of you, for that we could share with our listeners?
2: One thing for me, um, when my husband and I got married, Within a very short amount of time, I moved over to Road of Spain to join him. And so my first introduction to military life uh, was OCONUS Military Life. And I really felt like in many ways I was drinking from a fire hose and trying to figure out what's what, uh, both overseas and then also within the military space. And there's one thing that happened that really uh, made a big difference for me, and that was uh, I got a phone call from a friend of mine who's a military spouse and she asked me how I was doing and I started rallying up. Oh, great. You know, all things are good. Spain's beautiful. Uh, And she asked me, you know, Shannon, no really how are you and really gave me an opportunity to be candid and share my experience and what I was struggling with and gave me some pointers on how to Uh, you know get my feet wet in this new life and I think that whenever we can really ask people how they're doing and really listen that might be around raising kids that might be around PCSing and you know helping kids get acclimated to a new school or being a support system for a military spouse who might be struggling uh, through an adjustment I think that those are the the touch points that can really make a difference for people and I know that her phone call to me was huge, uh, in in my life. And it came at a time where I really needed it.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Shelly, do you have anything you'd like to add?
3: Sure. Um, so for me, having been a military kid, um, so I think that so many moments in my life are colored with frustration Uh, with military family life. I, I remember as a kid, when the, Seeing the movers come in my house over and over again, I just was like, oh, we have to do this again. I I don't want to go. I don't want to do this again. And even as I got older and got married, I thought I would get better at it. I thought I would stop feeling that and just, you know, be sort of more freewheeling about it. And Seeing the movers come into my house as an adult, I am finally getting to the point that I'm realizing that this is the mark of opportunity. While it has frustrations that come with it, um, I am seeing that it really is the door to something greater. Um, As a military kid myself and the now military spouse raising kids, I'm so grateful now to all that we've been able to do. Um, There's so many opportunities for growth, so many special experiences in this world as military families. Um, I feel like we're more empathetic, we're problem solvers, and I definitely know that we are loyal friends. I've been truly blessed that way. Um, And so I just really celebrate the lives of honor and service that we all get to experience together.
1: Well, Shannon and Shelley, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us and share your knowledge and your expertise with our listeners. I think your passion for military families just shines through in this podcast. And if you'd like more information about the Military Family Advisory Network and its work, you can go to the website, www.militaryfamilyadvisorynetwork.org, and we'll include this website information in our show's notes as well. Thanks to all our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. We really do appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you'd like to hear more about. Have a great day.
0: This podcast has been made possible because of the generous support from the Nellis Area Spouses Club. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.